Welcome to the No Plan B podcast. My name is Rene Weimann, and with me today, I have two amazing people. First of all, we got guest Pierre Bland in the house, and now I give the mic to Jumpin' Joe Asbury to introduce our guest today. Let's do it. The man, the myth, the legend, Pierre Bland, the point guard with the clutch three-point shot with the unbelievable court vision. If I could turn the clock back, I'd have him throwing me lobs and I'd be catching them somewhere with my shoulders up near the top of the square. But since I can't turn the clock back, I'm going to live through the homie, Pierre Bland. What's happening, brother? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Glad I can have you on here today. Not a problem, brother. Not a problem. So uh, let's talk about your journey a little bit, man. So let's let's take it back. Let's reminisce. Uh, who would you say was... Uh, the first coach that really had the most influence on uh, on your playing days, like really pushed you and really believed in you and thought, okay, I think I have a special player here. Um, the first coach that had a like, real, real influence. Um, I think it got serious, you know, when you coming up younger, I was in Maryland. Uh, it was, it was being younger, but, um, my dad and my mom, they was always my first, my first, I guess you could say my first two real coaches because they was all always heavy into sports. My whole family is. My dad was definitely one that was on the court pushing me day in and day out as far as like an actual coach. Um, when I moved down to Florida, my first team uh, had Coach Keith and Coach Eric uh, play for Leroy Butler um, down in Jacksonville, Florida. And then after that, I moved on to uh, uh, the Lee Bulls with uh, Coach David and Coach Ronnie. And Coach Ronnie was one, he was one that, uh, he just, he let you lose. His thing was defense. And if you don't shoot the ball, you're going to come out the game, period. <laughs> he didn't deal with no type of fear, um, which helped you in, in the long run, especially with the type of players that we had. It was uh, everybody on the team had confidence, and you had to play with that confidence. Or coach was going to sit you, sit you point blank, period. So uh, I think I, like he didn't necessarily have to say too much with that, but that definitely brought out the best in a lot of the team, a lot of the players, and me myself for sure gave me gave me a real, real boost of confidence when I got there for sure. Man, that's beautiful, dog. That's beautiful. So let's talk about uh, how was how was the college experience, man? Did you have a pretty good time? With did you have uh, some cool teammates? And Because I know you was out there just getting buckets. And by the way, I love your game, man. I love your work ethic, bro. Like, you're, you're the truth. There's a lot of dudes that come over here to Europe, man, and, and think that they're just going to walk over here and, and play professional basketball because they set up some cones inside of an empty gym running around shooting jumpers. But, you know, you're a real pro, man, and you're the real deal. So, you know, how, how was the, uh, before that all happened, how was the college experience? Yeah, the college experience was good. I uh, started out, me started out JUCO. I didn't come straight out of college. I mean, straight out of high school and go into, you know, a D1, D2, D3, whatever the case may be. I went to JUCO first. Um, Could have left after the first year, but um, just had my sights on something else, something bigger. Um, even though the offers or whatever, the interest that I had coming out that first year, at the end of the first year was still pretty good. Um, but all I knew or all I was thinking was just D1 or that's it. You know what I mean? Um, Cause that's growing up. That's all I heard. That's all I. That's how I knew. Like, like, all right, you go D one. You know, you playing with the best of the best in college, and that was where I wanted to be to prove myself. Um, 
Juco was definitely fun, though. It was definitely a good experience. Um, it was obviously a step up high school, different, different, um, different pace. And people think Juco is more so is or back then the, the stigma on Juco was, uh, oh, yeah, those guys are just down there because those are the people who don't have grades and it's just dumb or whatever the case may be. But that wasn't always the case, especially when it came to athletes. Um, it was some real, real deal hoopers, real deal people who could play ball in Juco. You had to bring it when you played there. Um, but when I went to IPFW my, uh, my last two years, um, they were real professional, real organized. They were still family oriented, um, which is actually why I ended up choosing them. Um, and then we also had about five other Florida guys that was already on the team or came in that year as well. So I was comfortable in that area and that setting. And uh, definitely, I definitely enjoyed it up there, uh, being an alumni there. Um, it was good, nice. I liked it, like the coaching staff. Uh, definitely still got some homies from um, from that team that's playing. Uh, one of my one of the guys, uh, Frank Gaines, he's overseas playing now. I, be, I believe is in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, and a couple of guys they 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 played maybe one or two years after. Uh, got another one, Louis Jacobo. And uh, Herbert Graham, they're also playing. Um, I believe they were in uh, Southern South America, I believe. If I'm, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, so I had a couple guys that was on there uh, that was still Hoopers that still pursued the dream afterwards. You know, we keep in touch every now and then. Um, but definitely, you know, definitely, definitely enjoyed those experiences in college, especially on, on the court. And I was just about to ask, like, whether you have uh... – still connections to those people that you played with? I mean, you meet a lot of new players, like at every, everywhere you go, you know? And uh, I, I believe sometimes it's hard to really follow what everyone else is doing, but it's cool that you like still know where they are. Yeah, yeah, like I said, um, like I said, with, the, with those guys, we like um, some, I believe are still a little bit closer than others off of that team. Um, But it's not like it's not like with me. Uh, I don't necessarily talk to them every single day, or um, it may be you know maybe every every few months. So you know, at social media nowadays, you can just you can write somebody in the DM saying what's up, and then you know so so it's that easy. Um, but I do keep in touch with a few of them. You know, every now and then um, we'll lock in, see how everybody's doing, see, and then uh, two or three of them they stay in Florida. Um, so. If need be, if we really really wanted to, you know, we can always link up. Um, nobody's ever too far out, too far out to reach. Um, but yeah, they was all good, all good, solid guys. You know what I mean? Nothing but nothing but respect for them. That's awesome, man. Uh, let's fast forward to the pro days, man. I got to tell you this, man. The first time I saw you play, honestly, I was just so impressed, man. I couldn't believe it because I thought back to my playing days, man, when All I wanted to do was just dunk on people and and you know my shot selection wasn't very good to keep it a hundred. But bro, when I when I watched you play, man, the thing was your your court vision, man. And it was crazy because I watched so many Americans play here in Germany. And a lot of guys feel like they just have to score 40 points to be able to move up into higher leagues. And man, you just played so within the team concept and you know, kept everybody involved, kept everybody involved. And as soon as that fourth quarter came, man, you just really put a team on your back and hit so many clutch shots. And it was just crazy, man. And to keep it 100, man, like the people here in this Berlin area and that town where you played in Bernal, they still love the shit out of you, bro. For real, man. You're re you were really so clutch in that fourth quarter, man. Let's, let's talk about where that came from, of how you had the ability to just keep hitting those big shots. I've never done that. I've dunked on a lot of people, but 
I'm curious <laughs> to know what it's like to be able to shoot deep threes like that. <laughs> um, I guess it's just, I mean, just practice. Um, it's always been a thing. Like I said, my dad, from when I was younger, he instilled, he instilled in me as far as like the practice, practice, practice. Um, so when it came to the game time, it necessarily, it was, it was kind of like I said, it was just sec- it's just second nature. Um, I don't really hesitate about it. I don't, the only hesitations that I did have, and you know, every now and then it still happens today, it's not necessarily um, whether or not I want to shoot it, it's whether or not it's the right play because we, because it's so, it's so many, it's so much stuff that's going on through my mind, being the, being the playmaker on the floor and also being that guy that wants to have that shot and, 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 and it's very capable, like, you, like you've seen, of making that, that last shot or uh, them clutch shots or whatever the case may be. But, you know, as you move up, uh, it gets easier because the people that are around you make your job easier. Um, and I, like I said, I see a lot when I'm out there. Um, but where it came from, like I said, it just came from practice, having that confidence, knowing that, you know, I, could, I, I feel like I can hit any shot on the floor from anywhere. Um, and when I had when I had the ball in my hands around that time, it's you know still same pace, stay calm, you know, and have confidence in your shot, miss a make. That's how that's how I approach it. Putting in work and being confident. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, because you you're not gonna get not Beautiful. gonna get the results if you don't put it if you don't put in that work. You can't just up and just one day be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go out here and hit you know six seven threes this game, but you ain't put in the work, you know during the summertime beforehand or something, you can't expect change if you're doing the same thing over and over. Preach, my brother, preach. Uh, what advice would you give to some uh, a young guy who's chasing the young American back home, chasing the professional basketball dream in Europe, or just any other, you know, because Renee, he also, he trains uh, track and field athletes, man. And, and what advice would you give to just, let's say the young athlete who's pursuing the uh yeah the the career path you chose to get paid to do what you love to do get get paid to be a point guard it's a great job you have brother right you do right, it right. well by the way you do it well thank let's you, not get you. that part twisted <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate it. you know you always show me love um but some advice that i got to, to the one that's you know whether they want to play professionally in the nba or overseas um you just got to work because it's it's a million other it's a million other guys that's waiting or that's going for that same position that you're going for. Um, it's a very, very select few that are able to do what we do as far as like playing, playing professionally. Um, so you have to be able to separate yourself from the pack at some point in time. Um, whether it be your whether it be a point guard, whether it be your passing skills, being able to lead, or whether you being able to, you know, do something different than the next man, you have to be able to stand out. Um, always work or you got to always work hard defense. You can never have an off game on defense. Um, cause coaches, they definitely always they are going to always respect defense at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, that's really, really, you just gotta, you just gotta work hard, work hard, put in the work and never lack confidence, never lack confidence. So you got to have heart. If you work on those three, then everything else will fall into place. But you gotta be, you gotta be willing to put, you gotta be willing to put in that extra work. That's for sure. You can't be lazy with it. You cannot be lazy with it. If you are, then you can't you can't complain about the results that you get at the end of the day. Some people that ha- some people have talent, you know, they make it to a certain point and then they end up flattening it out. Um, and that's where when you do have that talent, that's where working hard 
comes into place. You know what I mean? Because you could be on the same level as another guy that has talent, but if he works harder than you, then he's going he's gonna to shine harder than you. You know what I mean? So that's how that's how that's my advice to the young guys. You got to work hard, never lack that confidence, and that confidence is going to come from you working hard and putting that work in in the gym. So what you said in the beginning, it's like very interesting that you want to be outstanding at something. I think uh, what reminds me of that is you should always focus a little bit on where you are already good at, like on your strengths to create something outstanding. Of course, you have to work your weaknesses as well. But right. when you feel like, for example, in basketball, you are a really good shooter already, try to be the best one ever. You know, like when you're already good at it, this is a chance of getting to the next level. And probably this is also something I can add. Right, right, for sure, for sure. That definitely, that definitely makes sense. You always want to have, you want to keep, you want to stay sharp on what you are already good at. Absolutely right. Because if you, you know, every team has a shooter or two or three, you know what I mean? But in order for you to, you know, excel, be the best one, like I said, stand out, you got to put in the work to, in order to do that. For sure. Yeah, man. Uh, before we uh, wrap it up, because I hope we still got a few more minutes, because you know you're my man. I could talk to you all night. But uh, hey, I want to talk to you about a former. I want to talk to you about a former teammate, my man Omar. You know, me and Omar, we worked together at the uh, at the hangar in Berlin. And bro, he just he loved so much playing with you, man. And you know, big Omar with those long arms and blocking those shots and controlling the paint, man. How was Omar as a teammate, man? Hey man, Omar was my Omar was my guy. <laughs> Omar was my guy. He, he this, Omar really, you know, and and he used to tell me like, cause he had a different game at that point in time when I met him. Um, you know, from from just being from from age, uh, you know, have a little nicks and bruises over the years. Um, you know how it is being a being a basketball player. Um, so his game was different. It was more so inside. And you know, every now and again, you'll see you'll see a flash of what he used to tell me about what he used to do as far as like bring the ball up the court. You know, he'll hit a couple step back threes and stuff like that, and have a couple flashes. And he was just uh, he he was one of those guys, and like that's actually like one of my one of my favorite teams when I was out here. My, I think it was that first year. Um, he's yeah, I think it was either that first year or that second year. Um. That was one of my favorite teams. Like that, that team was full of guys that just got got the game of basketball. Um, and it was me, one other American, um, and or was it an American? One other foreigner. I can't remember if it was an American, but that that team as a whole just had a bunch of guys that was on there that just understood basketball. They played it the right way. Um, and regardless of the level, I still feel like if that team were to be put in those leagues that was, you know, pro B, pro A, and kept and maybe like kept moving up from like that, I think that would have been a, a real solid team to be reckoned with. Um, but back to you, back to your original question as far as like well, Omar, Omar was a stand-up guy, man. Uh, I loved Omar. He showed me love on and off the floor. Um, just being supportive, especially when it was my first year over there, um, showing me the ropes when we was there in Bernal. And uh being off the floor, he showed me around Berlin, showed me different spots, places, foods to eat, people to people to meet with, talk to, and stuff like that. He was definitely a people person. Um, it, it wasn't the time where we went out and somebody, we didn't run into somebody that Omar knew or somebody that knew him 
you know, he so he was he was definitely one of the guys to know, and I, I was glad to be a part be a part of uh, you know his journey for that time for that period of time that he was on the team, and uh, yeah, he he gonna be he gonna be my boy forever too. Man, that's crazy. I I ain't know you. I ain't know you, and Omar. You know, was uh, was rocking. Yeah, that's beautiful, that's man. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. He bro. He he loves he loves your game, man. And he always said that you know you were you were a great teammate, man. And uh, let's let's talk a little bit about that too. I mean, you know, I, I've been on teams where there were guys on my team to keep it a hundred. Like I just didn't like those dudes. You know, I just felt like they weren't giving the type of effort that I was giving while we were playing. Right. And um, and I wasn't a very good leader, you know. I, I would curse at teammates, and you know. But but you, I mean, that was another thing I really that really impressed me about your game was that you know you always stay on this even keel where you stay calm, and you know if if guys are starting to get out of uh, if they're not running the play properly, you know you'll get everybody together and huddle them up. I mean, qualities, bro. But keep it real. I mean, I played. I always gave one hundred and ten percent. And you know everybody knows that I was a high flyer, but if I look back at it now, I don't. I don't feel like I was a good leader at times. But uh, I really can say, man, that you're a great leader. Does that, where does that come from? Does that also come from pops. Shout out to pops too, man. He's done a great job with you, bro. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, um, I, I'm trying to think. I, I guess. I guess you could say it was. I guess you could say it does come from how you raised between my between my mom, and my dad, for sure. Um. They've always had those leader leader qualities um, in both of them. And I guess, you know, subconsciously picking up on that over the years. Um, and in basketball, it's just, it just, I guess it just came natural. Um, never really had a, had a, a conversation or, or, you know, a class to be like, okay, this is how you be a leader, become a leader on the basketball court or something like that. Like I said, it just, it just happens over time, especially when you, when you know the game and you're so passionate about it. And you know, maybe I just and when when I was when I was coming up playing ball, like if somebody didn't know something or somebody uh, was struggling or something like that, I just found myself, you know, giving giving a couple of information on my insight or whatever the case may be. And then over the years, you know, as you grow mature, you realize um, those are the qualities of that leader. And then coaches, they're able to point that out. So then they appoint you as like, okay, you're the you're the captain or you're the the coach on the floor, stuff like that. Um, and my college coach was one of the first guys that pointed that one out to me um, when I went to IPFW as far as like when, uh, like say like if a recruit will come by um, or if it's a new guy on campus or anything like that, he always had me be the person to like show him around, talk to him. Uh, if, if a guy was on the team, no matter if it was um, black, white, no matter, no, matter the, no matter the age, race, whatever the case may be, I would be the one to intervene and talk to them or whatever the case may be because on a coach's level, you know, you can relate to them then, but then when you want a teammate to talk, um, I was always one that was very adaptable. Um, so I felt like that myself, that, you know, that I was a leader, but obviously, like I said, the people around me, whether it be my peers or the coaches, um, they they also like appointed me as far as like the captain or the or the leader on the floor or, or off the floor as well, stuff like that. Um, but I enjoy it, you know. Um, I definitely enjoy it, even even like throughout the years and even now. Um, talking to some of like the couple a couple of uh, vets on the team and to the young guys, um, they know for the most part uh, who to look to. Um, whether it be a time in the time of need, uh, whether if they're struggling or anything like that, um, 
And even if it, even if they're not even just on the struggling time, uh, even if they're you know even if they're doing well, um, just having that okay, yeah, good pass, good shot, good cut, you know, way to play defense, keep it up, whatever the case may be. Those little things can help out a player that that you may not even know, um, and that type of stuff. Like like to me, like I said, that type of stuff comes natural. Um, and like I said, I enjoy it. At the end of the day, it's, that's that's my identity. That's what I, that's what I'm um, I'm put on on the on the floor to do. And uh, I feel like that's definitely one part that I do well, for sure. Other than the skill of basketball, I feel like I'm a good, I'm a good leader as well. Yeah, that's, that's great how you presented that. I mean, even how you tell this story, it, you can imagine how um, like this leadership just build up. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's when, and, then, and, and that's another thing, especially and as the point guard. You know, um, you always looked at, always supposed to be. That's typically, you know, the leader on the floor. But I felt like, regardless of if I would have, you know, grew to be six seven, six nine, I then I would have been the 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 three, four, five man that was a leader. You know what I mean? Mm. I just felt like that was just that's just the type of person that I am. Um, and my passion, uh, my passion on the floor um, can definitely show that. At first. Um, I definitely did have different stages of being a leader, though. Um, at first, it was more of a leader by example. Um, never, I was never, like, quiet, but on the floor, it was more so like, okay, look at me. This is what I'm doing. And I tried to always, I tried to always make sure I did the right thing and played my heart out every time. So it was no excuse for the rest, the, the, the other 12, 13, however many players that we had on the team. There was no excuse for them. Um, and over the years, I've grown to definitely like now be more be more of a lead by example and also more of a vocal leader as well. Um, whether it can be in the game or whether it can be in practice, um, there's plenty of times where we've been going through practices, and uh, um, me having that freedom and that trust in the coaches for something to be going on, and I could stop the whole practice myself and be able to explain to a player or two or the team. Uh, we should be doing it like this, or we need to do something this way, or even if it's like I said on the positive side, like we're doing, we're doing good with this. Keep it up, you know what I'm saying? Like little things like that. Um, but like I said, that 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 didn't start. It still was levels and stages that I had to go through um, at you know being and becoming a leader and a better leader for the team. Preach, my brother. I know you miss mom's home cooked meals. Shout out to moms. If you and moms are playing one-on-one -on -one to 11 and the loser has to cook, who's going to win that game one-on-one? -on -one? Oh, for sure. I'm going to win. Oh, no, I'm going to win. Oh, no, no. Yeah, just because, like I said, my mom, she was an athlete, too. You're going to give moms that work? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mom, yeah, she got she got to get it, man. She stepped on the court. Um, Yeah, she got she got to get it, you know what I'm saying? I, and plus, I'm going when you say the loser got to cook, I, I I need that home-cooked meal. I love mom's cooking. Don't nobody, ain't nobody top mom's cooking in my eyes. So I'm going to play my heart out like like it's like it's the playoff game or something like that. <laughs> uh-huh. Mom is all that. You know all that. post work and all. Where is she at the moment? Oh, my mom, she's at, she's at, she's awesome. at home right now. Yeah. She's, uh, She's That's that she's mama mentality, bro. Mama yeah. mentality. Rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah, rest in peace, Kobe. Definitely, GG, and the rest of the rest of the uh the people that was falling on that on that helicopter. That was a sad story. Oh, oh, well, yeah.
Yeah, man, sad story. It was one of those times where when I seen it, the first I seen it first, uh, TMZ posted it. Was, I seen it when they posted it. It was like five minutes to sit on the photo. First thing I said was, no, it's not. No, he's not. He not. No, he's not going. That's and I'm like TMZ. They, I'm like, nah, they not even credible. Then I'm like, but dang, I don't think nobody gonna post somebody death. You know, I'm like, I'm like, ain't nobody gonna post about somebody dying. Like they ain't gonna do it like that. I just so and then within within 15 minutes, people I was from obviously back home in America and it and people from from in Europe had text whether it was a group chat or I seen like, hey, did y'all hear about Kobe? Hear about Kobe? So. It, in a matter like that's that's the crazy thing about social media now. In a matter of in a matter of minutes, you know the news spread all over the world about about Kobe. Um, and that's you could tell with something like that. You could tell the impact that he had, um, as a player and a person. Um, Kobe was Kobe was just a, a different guy. One once in a once in a uh, once in a lifetime type of person, player definitely. Um, and I think he was enjoying enjoying it more after after basketball his life um and I feel like he still had so much more to to give and share with the world um because he, he his mind his mind was just he just had such a unique and special type of mind um but unfortunately you know it's things things everything happened for a reason whether we like that reason or not God always has a plan so I never questioned that you know you just you just still was kind of just in shock and not believing, you know, that it was Kobe. But at the end of the day, you know, I think he, I think he was, uh, people have been sending him off right all over the world. And uh, that's, that, that can, that can help, you know, day-to-day recovery, put a smile on people's faces. Yeah, you said that like really well, like really beautifully. I mean, I, for me, it was the same, like when I read that, uh, first I thought, what really? Like, you know, these days you first, Thing, you never trust what's there in the first second but then of course somehow this being a joke is also just just as you said that yeah 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 that was it was it was unbelievable because yeah. it, when it happens it's like it's, it's it didn't feel like 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 kobe like mm. like no it's not, like, it's not supposed to be him like not him you know what i mean like not saying that it would be acceptable, you know, if somebody else would have been uh, in, in that in that in that same situation, and be like, okay, well, all right, that's expected for somebody for a helicopter to go down, no matter what. But mm-hmm. it's just like like Kobe for it to hit the somebody who I had never even met personally, but when it happened, I literally I was at the house and I'm just sitting there like you know, and it was I was affected by it, and then especially when I heard about his daughter with him. I'm just like I'm sitting over here, and I was really getting sad on like teary eyed and stuff. Like like he was one of my best friends, or one of, one of my one of my friends, one of my homeboys that I grew up with, or something like that. So yeah, I'm absolutely. Like, I know if I feel that way, um, it's and it's probably it's a thousand people that was closer to him. I can only imagine their their pain, and how they felt. Um, yeah, so definitely, you know, like I said, even it was then and still now, I still have. Still prayers up for for his family and the uh, the other families that lost somebody lost lost their loved ones in, in that uh, in that accident. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, and the, the crazy thing for me is that he was a yeah rest in peace, Kobe. He was a judge in a dunk contest I was in back in the days, man. And he was just you know really a humble dude, man. And you know just yeah, it was it's really sad all the people that are gone. So. R.I.P. Kobe, but hey, you know, we're still here, so we're going to 
we're going to all keep this mama mentality going. You know, gotcha. we'll steal a little bit of his mama mentality to keep pushing this game called basketball that we all have forward. Right. Got to. Got to. That's how That's how he would have wanted it. I seen the, Anything uh, else you, you want to add, Renee? Um, yeah, I guess that was great what we just – that we even uh, included this. Uh, I wish Pierre all the best for the Artland Dragon season. I saw recently you just had a big win uh, against uh, Jena Science City, against one of the best teams yeah, in the right. league. I guess that was a really big one for you. Um, shooting, shooting good threes. Was team was in the lead most of the game. So, well done. All the best for the rest of the season. And great that we did this. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate y'all having, having, having me on here, you know. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to be good for the rest. I think we're going to be good for the rest of the season. We had a rough start. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of unsure, unsure things going on. A lot of unstable things going on with the, with the organization and the, and the club. You know, we didn't have a full roster for, for a while. Um, a lot of injuries uh, to key players, key parts. Um, but now that, you know, everything's coming back, coming back, uh, we're getting that we're at full strength now um and things are getting things are getting more consistent consistent we find our finding our identity and uh you know it's gonna be a push it's gonna be you know it's gonna be it's not not necessarily saying everything's gonna be a cakewalk to the end of the season but uh i feel like you know once we if we can control we can control as far as like us and getting our wins then um everything else is gonna be in god's hands as far as like we're gonna have to let the chips fall where they may after that but we control what we control and we're gonna take it game by game um, and like I said, I think we've been proving, you know, we this this the team that we have, I feel like definitely is a is a good team, a good playoff team. Um, like I said, we started out bad. We couldn't we didn't we didn't get the get the right with the right looks that we needed as far as like for ourselves. Um but now that we're finding that we're showing teams it's not fluke, it's not luck as far as like when we're beating these teams, uh as far as like Hagen or Bremerhaven, uh like last game, Yenna. Um, you know, these are the top teams that's in the league right now. Um, and we're beating, we're beating them uh, convincingly. Uh, so, like I said, we're finding our identity, you know, and uh, we're just going just gonna to finish out the season strong and see, see where things lead us at the end. It's a beautiful thing, man. And to keep it real, like I say, man, you know, me and you are bigger than basketball, man. I consider you a real homie, man. I'm really proud of the way you've been playing and how you handle yourself off the court. And you got a really bright future here in Europe, man. You know, not only in Germany, but I really see you playing a lot, many more years. And I see you also being able to step outside the box and play in other countries, man. And, you know, and get paid to do what you love to do. Get paid to hit clutch shots. You're a sniper, bro. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that love, big homie. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you've been there. You've been there. Like I said, so I seen you and Bert now sitting in the front row. You used to be there hype. You know what I mean? It was, it was good. It was different seeing, uh, Seeing, seeing, seeing your face in the uh, in the crowd. Yes, sir. Sitting, sitting, sitting there front row. You know what I mean. And you always, like I said, from day one, you always showed me love. You know, we had to walk through, slapping hands with the five. You know, you dap me up, like, hey, man, you always show love from the gate. You know what I mean. Nothing's changed since then. No matter where I was when I was down there. Now I'm up at Pro A, and trying to continue to move on. You know what I mean. Yeah, 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 to yeah. Everything's been the same. Be consistent with you. That's why you're OG. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know I'm a rider too, bro. You know my history. If y'all lost the game, you wasn't gonna lose the fight with me around, bro. You know I get it in still. I ain't Mike Tyson, but you know I put these hands up for you, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely a rider. No matter what, we lose the draw. <laughs>
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Anything yeah. else, Renee? No, I mean, uh, it was great being a part of this and uh, all the best. And hopefully, it was not the last time we had this great experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate y'all for having me on here, man. For sure. Always showing love. All love, people, man. Have yes, a wonderful sir. evening, my brother. All right, y'all too.